0: to another episode of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. I'm Max. And I'm Nikki. And together we're Max and Nikki. Today's episode, we're going to talk about musicals and why certain people say they don't like them. Um, Some of you know that uh, Max and I, we write musicals. We love musicals, at least certain musicals. Well, I don't know if we... I, sometimes people actually introduce us and they say, oh, they write musicals, but I haven't write plural musicals actually. I've only written... Well, we, we've each written and produced and performed our, our own musicals. Right. Which took years... Our own musicals. To, yeah. to make. each. each so there was two in all. Um, but I just... I haven't written another musical. It takes a long time to do that. It takes I years just, to write a musical. Well, well, I have ideas and songs right. for for future stuff. musicals. Sure, but, but it's you know it's a it's an endeavor. You know. So anyway, the point is that we do musicals. We like them a lot, um, and um, you know, certain people they say they don't like musicals, and I just can't wrap my head around it um, because when people say they don't like musicals, that's excluding a whole genre of theater and film. And it's kind of like saying you don't like the Beatles. You know, I think people who say they don't like the Beatles haven't listened to all of their music. Right, Um, because there's so much diversity diversity in their analog. And the same same goes with musicals, is there's so much diversity in musicals that maybe you... I actually was talking with somebody... uh, Maybe a, last, a month ago, we were talking about uh, La La Land, and I was talking about how much I loved it, and he hadn't seen it. And he said, Yeah, I just don't think I'm gonna go see it. And I said, Why not? And he said, Well, I just I don't really like musicals. And I just thought, I, I hate when people say that because it's so exclusionary. It, it's like saying, and he's a big movie buff, and he, he's talking about how, like, what movies are the best of the year, and how could you even determine that if you haven't seen. What actually just received the most Oscar nominations? I just, but just to, just, I don't want to disparage this person. He's a very cool guy, actually. I just, sure, sure, sure. We sure. just happen to disagree with him on this matter. Um, in any event, uh, wait, I mean, I just want to say it, this is also goes for like um, people who say they don't like Christmas music because to me that's like saying that you don't like love songs because basically that's saying like if you replaced the lyrics in Christmas music with non Christmas. Lyrics, then they wouldn't be Christmas songs, um, and they might actually be songs you like, and you just don't even know right. it. Right? Just... There's, there's sometimes there are tropes in. Sorry, uh, sometimes there are tropes in Christmas songs that have become sort of uh, tropes over time. I guess. I mean, that's what a trope is. I guess. Um, in any event, uh, they uh, and it makes it more sound more. Amazing, like having bells and stuff like that, and but not all Christmas songs are like that. Uh, you know, I mean, that song, it must have been the mistletoe. It, it doesn't do that yet. It is so good. It's such a good Christmas Well, song. and not only that, I mean, just like uh, Christmas Time is Here is a great one. That's just a straight up uh, jazz stand. J- it's like a j- It's a jazz stand or straight up. Um, we're getting a little off topic. We're talking about musicals. And um, so I think this is my theory about why people say they don't like musicals. Because I don't think you had this in the past, 30 years ago and before. People didn't say this. But I think that people who say they don't like musicals are just being exposed to the wrong kind of musicals. And a lot of those musicals that are the wrong kind of musicals, in my opinion, are the musicals that are coming out today on Broadway. Right. Are, now, there are there are the exceptions. Once in a while, you'll see some musicals that are, are really great, actually, today, even. Um, but... Uh, for, there's a majority of them that have a certain sensibility. Starting that, in maybe in the mid-90s, there's a certain kind of, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, pop-oriented sensibility. Yeah, I don't. but I, I don't want to uh, say that so that's because a pop good, is not bad. Right, That's uh, it, it is a bad word. I mean, I mean, I mean you pop, said for lack of a better word, but I I'm don't sorry, think sorry, that's a but, good word to say. But, right, uh, but... Uh, I would say also that there's a lesson of an importance placed on melody these days. Um, There's less importance placed on melody, that's very true. And so you see a lot of the same chord progressions and chord structures. Um, It's almost like you go into a musical and the songs you'll hear are generic versions of what a song should be, and that's what people think a musical is and sounds like. And so, for that them, the maybe it's just—it's that... maybe when they go in and they don't like musicals, it may be because it's uninspiring to them. Or... Because these are the kinds of songs that they're exposed to in musicals are these generic forms of right. Pop songs. But it's not just that, that though. There's also um, there's a certain type of musical theater humor you might see in musicals that have. It can be very cheesy and corny at times. But it's true. It, it doesn't don't, have to be It doesn't like that. have to be like that, though. And I think people are just used to seeing that kind of thing. Um, it, and it just doesn't ha- it just straight up doesn't have to be like that. You, you know, know uh, like not to toot my own horn, one of the co-producers for my musical called Made in China, when we were first sitting down to talk about my project, he said... Um, he said, you know, I don't usually like musicals, but I really enjoy your musical a lot, Nikki." And I, I thought to myself, well, why doesn't he usually like musicals? And it's right. probably for this reason we're talking about is that he's by and large exposed to these kind of current musicals that have generic songs in them and kind well, of it's not, generic, not even, broad humor. Right, there's know? that, but it might not even be just that. It might be their preconceived notion of what a musical is. They They think of like... Oh, these people bursting out in song! And actually, when it's done well, I never see any musicals that just have the person burst out and song. It's just—it's not like that. It's a little more subtle than that. Actually, they—they they, it gets built. There's a build-up up. There's to a buildup into the song, and it's it's more naturally done. And I don't know. Maybe some people are—I don't know. Maybe they're they're afraid of uh, exploring that. Uh, that positive part I mean not all musicals are positive too actually I should say but I think there's something about singing in a uh, so, structured th- form I guess or in like a play or a plot But well, that here's people the thing, maybe are opposed but to somehow here's the thing I is know, like me... I, sh- I recently saw on Broadway musical it's a very popular musical it's been out for the past uh, few years now and it's very popular and I hated it uh, I don't like to say that I'm not going to name the musical but Um, A large reason why I hated it was because every song sounded the same. It had this formula, this uh, pop formula to each song. Same chord structures, same chord progressions, and um, every time a song started, it started the same way, and I hated it more and more each time a song started for that reason, because they all sounded the same, they all sounded generic. This might be a reason why a lot of people say they don't like musicals. Well, no, I let me just uh, go back on my thing, though. I think part of it, though, is when people do um, go into song, I think people think of that as being maybe too happy or something like that or too saccharine somehow. But the thing about that is sometimes the sometimes songs, are, the songs like, are very, like, very dark, and, very dark. and. But I think maybe... I mean, and that, that kind of goes with what you were talking about, how people don't like Christmas music, but... Um, and maybe because sometimes it has a little too much cheer to it. But some of I, I don't understand. Dark. I don't quite understand why people are opposed to that. Um, sometimes things can get a little saccharine, maybe a little over uh, overdo it a little bit. But sometimes they're just, you know, often it's just they're just well formed songs. And and in musicals, it's as I said before, like people have this preconceived notion of what they think a musical is, and they maybe just don't like it for that reason. But they don't realize that. Um, and what's wrong with a little cheer? Actually, just, I, by I don't the way, know. I, 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 I think just why people, not be happy? Actually, well, here's the thing: a people are just people, too morose. Maybe a lot of people are morose, and they only relate to depressing things and depressing movies. I think and part of that music is, and I think part of that also is just people as they grow older. They, you know, I mean, we're getting in a little bit too much, maybe about it right now. But uh, I guess that is the point of the show. Um, people kind of put up a wall. In, you know, for themselves and they kind of don't let that inner child out a little bit. They don't, um, they, they don't explore what they don't actually makes their you, inhibitions, actually. I, yeah, it's not releasing your inhibitions and like not truly um, uh, explore, the innocence embracing the embracing innocence, but also embracing what truly makes you happy and basically, I think what truly makes you happy maybe is, um, it's not the idea of what might make you happy it's just embracing just that innate thing I guess it's like you know when you tell it I kind of like to relate just to the comedy the kind of comedy that we like the most is silly, silly stupid absurd, absurd humor absurd stuff that uh the kind you of don't stuff really that have to is, you don't really have to make sense of it in order to laugh at it the kind of thing that a baby can laugh at well i don't know about a baby but uh when you don't you really laughing, have to think when, about when you were, it. When you were a kid and you were just enjoying video games and stuff like that with your friends and you were just... You laughed at whatever provoked... Whatever provoked Or just a even laugh, assume if, You just a funny, thought that was funny. Even you know? when you're a baby when, when you see a funny face and uh, you laugh... That's the kind of laugh that we're talking about, and that's the kind of enjoyment we're talking about when we yeah, talk that about same idea a song. It's like a song that can uh, that has a certain um, visceral reaction, or and you think, "Wow, that!" I guess people who don't like musicals or have this preconceived notion about musicals and say why they don't like them, I think maybe they're just not in touch with their. Uh, Maybe they're just not as in touch with their emotions. I mean, I am i know that's a bold statement, but <laughs> I'm just going to go out and say it. I don't know why. I mean, maybe um, I'm wrong. But before we move on to the next part of why I think that people don't like musicals, I do want to point people in the direction of some really good musicals that I think might change your minds about musicals if you think you don't like musicals. Um, Phantom of the Opera. So good. Just, if you even listen to the music, it's just So powerful, so moving, but it's every song is so melodic, so catchy. You'll leave the theater singing the tunes because the songs are so good, and that's a really bittersweet musical. It's sad in the end. Well, don't ruin it for them if they haven't seen it. I mean, who knows? You know, maybe it's maybe it's happy, but it's there's a lot of dark parts of the musical. It's a dark musical. Right. It's very good. Uh, Another musical um, company. Uh, it's a Stephen Sondheim musical. Now, that's a straight up musical for adults. It's maybe one of, the something, first, it's at, one of if the if first things to I would say, actually, before Phantom of the Opera, even though that is uh, maybe uh, you, you might like that more, or you do like that more, uh, I think Company actually would be a good introduction for people who don't like musicals because it can show people. We don't like musicals that. Hey, this is actually a uh, subject matter, and when I say subject matter for adults, it actually has to do with marriage and and divorce and midlife crises, midlife and, crises, and it's, stuff like that. It's one of the first musicals, truly about being an adult for adults, for actually. adults, and I'm not, I'm, and what I mean by that, it's not like oh, you know, rated TVMA kind of a thing. It's and just it's, a sort and of. It's, a, and the thing is, it's also completely natural. Anything, all the songs in it happen completely naturally, and it's not this sort of hokey, kind of cheesy thing that you might associate with musicals. Um, and sometimes that does happen. I mean, I guess sometimes there is a hokey kind of a thing in a musical. Um, but this but, musical company uh, is very real, and it's 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 a very, very good. It's, right. It's and top... For me, it's top three material. And if anything, actually, I would say go to musicals sometimes. Uh, When you're saying you don't like musicals, you're also saying you don't like music, actually, because sometimes it's worth going to a musical just for the music, actually. That's true. Just go for the music. Now, my favorite music to a musical comes from West Side Story. Now, it's just a masterpiece, actually. Uh, I mean, Leonard Bernstein, I mean, he just... It's very well thought out, and he comes from the academic world originally. It's very inspiring to listen to. Now, I'll use that as an example because... I mean, the story's good, too. It's Romeo and Juliet, basically, in modern times. Um, well, modern at that, when it was made. But I would say the acting can be a little... Uh, over the top. Over the... You know, a little over-sentimental or uh, melodramatic at times. But what Max is trying to say but is... Uh, he it's likes that musical... Good, maybe and, for the music. No, not just the music. And the choreography. I say, and the choreography. The choreography with the music. And also, I just say, watch the film. It's directed very... Uh, the cinematography is amazing. Um, and I would say the acting is, is cool. It's, it's fine. You know, it's, it's not... Uh, sometimes it can get a little over-dramatic, but... Um, just the story and the choreography and the music all together is and i think that's what's so cool about a musical is you basically get you get every sort of performative art it's form true, all in in one piece it, and that's and what's it's so true cool about it a collaborative effort i mean talk about all forces of art coming together to create performative a, a art per- performative art to coming together to create a spectacle And how can you not appreciate how much work is put into that if it's done well? If anything, Um, yeah, at least you can go to it just appreciating what was put into it. um, And I want to get to that in just a second. I just want to talk about... the Fantastics, really quick, which is another... It's it, an off-Broadway musical. Off-Broadway right? music, the longest-running longest musical, running musical, musical, musical of all, of all and time. And that musical is a, a smaller, budgeted musical. It's not as grandiose as some of the musicals that you might think of, like A Phantom of the Opera or A Les Miserables. Um, this musical is really small. It's got uh, just a piano and percussion once in a while and harp maybe, and that's it. And it's like a, basically like a six-person cast or something like that. And um, the story is also kind of Romeo and Juliet, kind of Pyramus and Thisbe, which is the precursor to Romeo and Juliet. It's what inspired Romeo and Juliet. And so it's a classic story, but again, it's a musical where you go to it and if you release your inhibitions and if you just let yourself enjoy a show, then this is the kind of musical for you, I think, because the music is so, so good And all of the music is really just completely unique and original and... And what's also unique about this musical as well is the instrumentation is very... uh, I just just said... Oh, you said it. Sorry, I just said that. Um, But also the lyrics, if you're big on lyrics, the lyrics to this musical are so good. They're they're very poetic. If you want to just talk about appreciating just the songs in a musical, going to a musical just to listen to the music... This is a musical for you because right. we were talking about Company before, and a lot of people consider Stephen Sondheim to be a kind of the Shakespeare of musical theater because he and he wrote Company, because his lyrics and rightfully so he's I mean he's one of the best lyricists of all time, um, but listen to uh, the Fantastics because the lyrics are really uh, they're very poetic as well. I mean on the par with uh, Shakespeare. Oh, um, they're, they're just great. And also, not not so much of the dialogue, actually. The dialogue can be very poetic in that musical, too. There's, it's very good. The only part that I think is not... Well, anyway... Well, wait, wait, what, wait, wait, what, we don't talk about that. About that? that. Um, it's a great musical. Top three material. Um, oh, yeah. We were talking about forces all coming together to create a big spectacle and trying to appreciate that. And um, so I wanted to touch back on uh, La La Land for a second, um, actually, not for a second. I know this is turning out to be a, one of our longer episodes. Oh, because we're very passionate we're pa- about this. Pa- very subject. passionate about this. But subject. also, I just do, before we get to that, I just want to mention that sometimes people might actually they might not think they like musicals, as you said, because of a modern day type of musical, which can be often overproduced. Actually, well, okay, and it can so, be seen too flashy and things like it, that, and just including, not including including the singing, um, right? And I'm going to get to that. That, that's overproduced right, right. seeing oh, okay. um, Got in a right, little bit right, right. but um, just just in the production itself I think people might th- think it's not uh a uh, doesn't merit uh, going sing because they don't think it's like a real artistic endeavor to or, or might not think it's a okay. thing to watch well, just that's, because that's it's overproduced. Cool, but that's, that's the cool the, thing about the Fantastics is not overproduced at all, right, it's, right, it's not right. too flashy, it's, right. it's very small. You know, in fact, you know. it's good production value because of how much they put yeah. into such the original a- cost of the, uh, the original production was $500. Um, anyway, La La Land. This is a very much a, a talked about movie this year. It's it's one of the most popular movies of, of the past year and it, it's got a record number of Oscar nominations, 14 to be exact. It won, and it won a record number of Golden Globes. Globes. But that's besides the point. I um, mean, we um, don't really so care that much. Here's the awards. thing about it. You go into the musical and we both have seen it twice in the theaters now. And um, it's very good. It's very good. And from the get-go, you have... The opening number. I don't want to ruin anything, but it's it is a large ensemble piece, and you from the very beginning of the movie, you see how much work was put into this movie, from all sorts, you know, sides of the spectrum, uh, of of or not sizes <laughs> from all from all of uh, the from all forces within all, all in forces within of the within, movie, I guess. within
1: the arts, In actually. the arts, yeah.
0: Sure. Um, f- whether it's uh, choreography, uh, acting, directing. Singing. Composing. Singing, costume design. Costume set design, design, set design. Set design. It's all these forces well, are coming together. And you look at this from the get-go, from the moment the movie opens, and you think, wow, this is amazing. How can you not appreciate this on an objective level, actually? Just how can you not look at it and think, wow, all these forces came together to create This thing that actually worked, you know, right? And you know, it's like it was even they pulled it off. Actually, that's what's so amazing, you know. Even if you don't even like the music in it, the fact that they pulled it off is an amazing feat, you know. Um, And so, uh, yeah. So I want to talk about this musical because well, I just you can't. I just I actually don't. If you if you haven't seen it, I just I'm just going to say right now, spoiler alert. (laughs) we're not going to ruin really much or anything, but there is going to be stuff that we're going to talk about right now that I just don't want you to, well, I, I want you to see I'm to see too, before we even talk about it. Oh, I'm not going to mention too many things, right, but there specifics, are, but, but there are some stuff that we'll talk about. I just want to talk about, um, just spoiler, just it, so you know, um, you know, there's a lot of great things in this musical in, in La La Land. Um, and the reason I want to talk about it right now is because I personally, and I think we both agree with this, I haven't been more excited about a movie in a really long time. I haven't ever gone to see a movie two times in the theaters within the span of a month, I think, ever in my life. Uh, and, I have. Um, but that was actually be, uh, for different reasons, though. Anyway. But the, um, we were so excited about the movie that we wanted to see it again in the theaters. Um and the thing is it's not a flawless movie but all the great aspects of the movie when we say flawless that's a subjective that is a subjective subjective thing thing. objectively I would say there aren't any flaws I mean it's a very well made film I would say right exactly that's a subjective thing though um but subjectively it's not flawless but all the great aspects of the film all the make it so amazing including uh there's a final scene in there it's one of the most beautiful montages I've ever seen in film history I think in the history of film I think it's it's very it's very good and what it's cool about it is it actually draws upon cinema history actually in doing so actually and um, uh, so this this beautiful thing which actually is the height of of what we were talking about before this collaborative process of all uh, forces, all, of, forces of, 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 of art, art actually art coming together coming together to create something beautiful um, that happens at the end of this film and it's it hits you really hard and if you hard. take any still from that montage it is a beautiful thing to look at yes. so when Nikki's saying is all art actually it really is it's like a painting sometimes it, to it, see. It, it literally is like a painting and um, to look at and the music is beautiful and um, so all these great things, in my opinion, make La La Land a really great music movie, one of the best of the past twenty years. It's probably it's, the best since the, it, since the artist, right? And opinion. what's cool about it too is. I think it, it it's a film that encourages people to go to the cinema. Exactly, it um, it's it a makes real you cinematic fall, it, feat. It makes you fall in love with the movies again. Right, it makes you fall in love with the movies, but and also it, makes you fall in love with going to the movies. Exactly, it makes because you, it's not something that I think is done justice watching on a TV or on a laptop. Well, it, it still it really, can be fun to watch. It's still fun on to on watch. The, Don't on get the me TV wrong, TV or laptop. But, but it, I think it's in it's actually done in cinemascope. If you go so, see it. it it makes you fall in love with movies again, and it makes you excited to go to the movies again, go to the cinema. Um, and uh, at a time, especially when streaming sites are really popular now, and I, I love, love and I love an, streaming sites and an original movies are coming out on Netflix right. and on Amazon. And not to ba- not to disparage those or bash them or anything, but this but is a movie. Just, this is and it reminds me of the Purple Rose of Cairo. Don't it, I haven't seen that. I, I know, but it. It, just a big point of that is that. People can really escape uh, their kind of the hardships of their lives when they go to the movies. When they actually go to the cinema, they can escape the hardships. of Right, their and, lives. That's so cool and that's what's cool about. Uh, maybe that's something that people don't like about musicals. Is they uh, maybe there's just something positive about it that they don't uh, find that uh, is relatable to them. I guess because maybe people I feel like people like to um, they often like to wallow in 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 sorrow in sorrow in drama actually I see that on Facebook a lot people just like to wallow in in things that are dramatic you know and I just think why not really when what film make what's you know like in, in the silent era I mean this is what cinema did people went to it to escape actually especially during the depression I think I could correct me if I'm wrong I think something that didn't really suffer too much was the film industry because it allowed people to escape the hardships they were going through of at the, the time. depression of yeah. the depression and I think that's something that this film does and even on top of that it's still relatable actually it's, i mean it is especially if you're an artist especially if you're an art or especially if you're an actor or somebody that's in the performing arts uh, or musician or a musician i know i say performing arts yeah um you really can relate to it on 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 a, even a higher level, but so the point is that
1: I, I guess if the you, reason if
0: you release these inhibitions and try to get in touch with your sort of more um, I would say uh, uh, innate uh, awe inspired side. Awe inspired side to not overthink things. If you if you go into a movie like La, La Land or a musical like Phantom of the Opera, the Fantastics, if you go into one of those and not try to go in with a critical eye and just sit back and relax and enjoy, then I think you actually will enjoy the musical and the musical art form. Right, Uh, right. One, I just wanted to touch up on one more thing about musicals, and that's um, the type of singing that you hear in musicals. Now, in La La Land, uh, the lead actors sing with a very naturalistic in a very naturalistic way and um in our opinions that's the best way to sing. Right some people were criticizing the singing and I was thinking to myself the singing is What great? is wrong with the sing? I don't I don't really quite understand that statement that they're not good singers but I think I think they're gra- is, actually I think they're sim- great singers. I think they're great like what is the, a more, bad singing, the more I, I think uh, the, yeah, the more bad I think, singing is just somebody that can't hold a tune. To be honest, that's what some bad singing is. Otherwise, to me. it's all subjective from there. I mean, and I, I, lately, I've I've really been thinking about this the past couple of days, and I think that I actually don't think if if you can hold a tune, I don't think there's one singer that's better than another. Right. Um, right. It, it's in the eye of the list, or it's in the ear.
1: Of, of the, the list, beholder.
0: Of the beholder. It's in the ear of the beholder. And one person can love someone's voice over another's. And now I think it's very important to actually... I I don't think that they just sing and get by Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. I think they sing beautifully because they sing with their honest voices. They're right. not trying to sound like anybody else right. but I themselves. Think, right. I think what a lot of people are hung up on nowadays is the expectation of what they think singing should be? It's this overproduced thing you hear in and in in, in uh, you know the top forty charts and and in musicals and in too, musicals actually these days there's you a certain hear kind of a way certain it, quality of of singing in musicals these days that it's kind of a trend that started in the mid nineties again that uh, I don't know what it is but it became this overproduced cheesy sounding kind of style of singing not that all of it's but sometimes it's actually rightfully so it's it's purpose it's it's used in a good in depending on the context but um, for the for the most part it, it's not a natural way of singing it's not what those people would actually sing like if they sang right, with their truly honest voices. When we say truly honest, is they're un, trying to una, sound like unaffected, you know, unaffected voices. Now, obviously, when they're you're trying sing- to sound like something else, is overproduced sound, right? Now, I I guess what uh, obviously when you're singing, you are affecting a little bit, um, but I guess it's 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 a style of singing that I guess people. Uh, when when we say an honest way, I guess it's just using your own. How would you if you hadn't heard anyone else sing? How would you sing if you were you know just how would you normally sing? You know, I guess that's what. I how mean. would you carry a tune? And yeah. I think um, if you stick to this idea that of uh, trying to keep an honest voice when you're singing, then more uh, more people like. A Tom Waits or a Willie Nelson or a Chet Baker or a Joanna Newsom or Bob Dylan, you or know. Bob Dylan. You would hear more and more people like that, but um, as it happens, you don't hear as many unique voices like that today because there's an expectation to sound like this overproduced sound, and I think that's a big reason why people a big reason why people might not like musicals is because they hear certain singers in. In Broadway shows, sing like that overproduced sound. Well, no, if, sometimes it's also just, it's very, um, it's not just an overproduced thing, but sometimes they're, uh, um, sometimes the songs that they sing require a lot of training and they actually are able to hit these notes that are like, wow, I can't believe they just did that. But, um, and they are good singers, you know, they're very good. Um, but sometimes uh, certain songs don't require that though, and they don't require, belting. I guess that's what people people are used to belting and that's and calling that as good singing. And that's what's cool about again that's what's cool about La La Land is there's actually not really any songs where the singers have to belt. I mean, maybe one of the songs she kind of has to I mean, she does have to project kind of have bit to more, emote, to a, little emote bit. a little bit more, but it's tr- it's a true uh, it's done a in a very, honest, it's, way, it's a very yeah. honest way. She does, she does a great job. I'm talking about Emma Stone. It, it, it's very good. And um, so I don't like hearing these people, these naysayers, saying that they think that Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone don't sing well, because they do. They sing great. And I think that anybody. Uh, these uh, these past couple days, I've really thought that I I really began to think begun to think that if you can hold a tune and you don't um, and it doesn't sound unpleasant it doesn't sound there's a way of singing if it doesn't suppose, sound that too grating that, if, that if, seems sounds flat you, you know yeah if you okay. if, if there's some sort of uh, emotion put into it then I think it will sound great you know and people will uh, react positively to it you know and I think uh, people have, you know. Obviously, I mean, it's you know the top contender for right. best picture this year. Um, so, anyway, so yeah, um, uh, and you know, so that's our spiel for right now on on musicals. On musicals I this guess. was probably our longest episode so far. I hope you were able to stick it out through the whole thing. I hope what we talked about was interesting to you, um, and I hope and feel free you, you can disagree. Also, but I if you hope won't. for those of you who said you didn't like musicals before, I hope we at least, um, I, I hope we persuaded you to maybe revisit certain musicals that you thought you didn't like in the past. And maybe no, you'll revisit, be able to... Revisit musicals in general, that, because uh, maybe you just haven't seen the mu- type of musicals that we're talking Revis- about that music- makes us love musicals you, here. You'll, you'll start to appreciate musicals the way the way we do or in a different kind of way that we didn't even talk about. Right. It's, um, you know, it's just like anything else. If somebody's not exposed enough to it, I guess, they'll just think it's, they don't like it. You know, I I had a friend who once said that he didn't like Seinfeld and, um, and I was like, what are you kidding? It's like the best show of all time. And I told him and he's like, really? Uh, He's like, it's kind of boring. I'm like, I'm like, have you really watched it? And he said, well, just a couple episodes. And I was like, watch more episodes. You know, maybe a year later, he came back to me and he said it was one of his favorite shows of all time. I mean, he really thinks it's really funny. Some of our, our friend in high school said he didn't like the Beatles. And I know some people ha- may- maybe don't like the Beatles. I can't understand. Reasons, but, I, can, I can't. But understand. he I only knew a certain type of Beatles, I guess, uh, which is the early Beatles, which we love, by We love the, the way. early I might, I might even like, I don't know, I, I go back and forth all the time, but... Um, I love the Beatles. Then he the visited, you know, their innovations and stuff like that. And he said, oh my God, this is the Beatles? And he didn't realize all the stuff they had done in their later years. And I he, mean, he loves it. And I think he even, I think he likes the early stuff too now, now that he revisit now that he visited that stuff. But it just goes to show you people, um, if, you, if you go, if you say, if you stick to an idea that you didn't ever like something, um, like... And you're not when, knowledgeable when you were a kid and you're not knowledgeable about it, then you continue not to like it unless you try it again. It's like with me with sushi. I used to not like it when I was younger, but I tried it a few years ago again, and now I love sushi. Well, and it's that's like a different kind of thing, actually, because you're talking about something that uh, you... a uh, kind of feeling you had when you were little. Well, so that's yeah, not but the, that's... No, but people might have that feeling maybe no. maybe people have had that certain sure or, no i know about i'm just musicals saying when they uh, were younger right, right 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 uh, but i guess you know it's it's you know everyone has their own experiences in life i guess that's kind of a different uh, it is it but, might it may, might explore anyway but the point I think just is there's so, so much hope. diversity in musical it, to to deny a whole genre Uh, Is just you shouldn't really do that because you're saying I don't it just means you're not knowledgeable about it because there's so much diversity in musical theater and I just there can't be at least a few things in musical theater that you and maybe to start off with I urge you just to buy the soundtrack to the Fantastics you know that way you're just listening to the songs and it's just like listening to an album basically and uh, maybe you can appreciate the songs at first and then maybe you can go see the show, and then you'll experience the show, which is the musical, in a different light. And well, there's, yeah, it's not just that, but also um, a lot of Bert Bacharach tunes from the 60s, which were pop hits in the 60s, came from uh, musical theater, actually. And, yeah, Promises, Promises. Uh, actually, you know? our, our American songbook, the American songbook, which is all the standards and stuff that people have known to love over universally... Almost all of those songs come from musical theater. So to say that you don't like musical theater is just saying, I don't like the history of music. I couldn't have said it better, Max. Anyway, thank you for joining us for another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. And uh, we'll see you next time. Or you'll listen to us next time. Bye-bye.